0: Good morning, everyone.
1: It is Monday, November 6th. I'm Ben Berkeley here with Lestranja Alfred, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, let's give an extra good morning to the executives figuring out how to respond to complex social issues like the Israel-Hamas war, like supporting the rights of marginalized groups, like the environment. Those executives they're they're kind of in need of some bonus love as they figure out where they're going to stand on these issues they're in quite a lose-lose bind how do you craft a perfectly neutral statement that will satisfy all points of view you don't so what do you do do you go all in do you do nothing no matter what you do you're going to be upsetting someone we'll dig further into this dilemma and share how consumer preferences are evolving when it comes to corporate involvement in the social justice sphere First, let's catch up on everything else making headlines in the world of business and tech today. It took a jury almost no time to convict FTX founder Sam Bankman fried of orchestrating a multi-billion dollar crypto fraud scheme. But the next steps for SBF may not move so fast. An appeal may follow with sentencing tentatively scheduled for March, which by the way, he could face up to 115 years in prison. That's a a pretty long one. And then there's also this other thing. He's awaiting another trial. There's a second trial on bribery charges coming up pretty soon. A little earnings information for you today. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway reported a 40-plus percent jump in operating earnings last quarter. They also have a record $157.2 billion in cash on hand which is pretty good. Not all rosy for Berkshire Hathaway, though. They did post investment losses of $24.1 billion, and that is largely due to a decline in its Apple stake. Etsy saw a 4% growth in active buyers in Q3. It hit a record 92 million users. But Etsy did note amid its triumph that it is facing higher competition than ever platforms like Timu are starting to potentially put a dent in its, in its outlook. Google and Australian developer Lendlease canceled a deal to build $15 billion worth of homes, offices and retail space in Silicon Valley. The project was initially meant to add affordable housing to the area that so desperately needs it. The project was nixed as Google downsizes its office space in the area. The U.N.'s expert on poverty, Olivier Deschoutes, sent letters to the U.S. government, Amazon, DoorDash, and Walmart. The letters centered on their gig wages, which are allegedly so low, workers have to turn to government aid, and also called out the fact that they are misclassifying workers as independent contractors. A little bit of a what could go wrong here. Let's talk about Grok for just a second. Grok is the chatbot from Elon Musk's XAI which is going to carry a, quote, rebellious streak and really focus on wit and making, I believe the quote was also spicy answers. It's also going to train off real-time data from X. So we will interested to see if those can be verified ahead of time. We'll find out. Eventually, Grok will become a feature of X's $16 a month premium plus tier. And one last thing in the realm of billionaires, you know, just having fun being millionaires. Jeff Bezos is leaving Seattle, which has been a long time home of his. He is now settling into a new permanent address, which is his $79 million Miami mansion. Bezos also owns really nice places in Washington, D.C., Beverly Hills and Maui. And when he gets sick of land, he's also got that $500 million yacht awaiting him at any point, which all of this is a pretty far cry from last time I moved, which was, you know, bribing friends with pizza to load the heavy stuff into a rented U-Haul. So I guess billionaire life definitely sounds kind of, kind of better in many ways, but, you know, at least, at least I'm eating pizza. Okay, let's move on to our top story for today. That is the ever tricky brand statement. It's become a fixture in our world when some big complex issues from, say, George Floyd to abortion rights to foreign wars enters the discourse, the companies that we know and love or at at least tolerate are there issuing their condemnations, their we stand with, their sympathies, and just clarifying their brand values. The results of this are often mixed, and by mixed really kind of mean a mix of like bad and really, really disastrously bad. You know, on, on the light side of this, there can be criticism for, say, being performative. On the not-so-light side, employee uprisings and customer boycotts. Les, you did a deep dive on this topic and found that consumer preferences are really, really shifting in terms of how involved people really want brands to be when it comes to addressing social issues. What have you found?
2: Yeah, so in 2020, we reached this kind of heightened point of, A lot of American consumers wanting brands to get involved with social issues. And when we think about what was going on in 2020, where it was the start of the pandemic, where George Floyd's murder had just happened and the Black Lives Matter movement had gotten a resurgence, it was a really intense election year. That was kind of prime time for political engagement. And a lot of consumers were looking for companies to do that. And now we're beginning to see some shifts, particularly among generational and political lines with what consumers want. So what we're finding is that consumers who either skew younger, who skew more liberal, or who are of marginalized identities continue to want to see brands get involved in social issues. They want to see those statements. They want to shop with brands that are aligned with their values versus consumers who maybe skew a bit older, who skew a bit more conservative, don't want brands to be making those statements and aren't as interested in kind of the the social leanings of the brand that they shop with.
1: Just to put a couple numbers behind this, I think that seeing it in this form really kind of was a stark moment for me. Because if you look at, let's start with 2019, and I'm pulling numbers from our friend at Morning Consult. In 2019, 19% of people said, yes, we want companies to kind of exert their influence on cultural issues. That shot up big time to 33% in 2020, which is to your point. And now that's starting to kind of come back down on average. We're looking at 29% as of this year saying that they do want companies to speak up. And there is this really big dividing line generationally where Gen Z and millennials, right now, 41% say, yes, get in this conversation. Gen Xers play the middle role here and say only 23% of them baby boomers, only 17% of them want companies to be active in these places. So it's got to be confusing in boardrooms to know what to do.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that it's also interesting to look at the economic differences among these groups. I, I think what we're seeing is these groups that skew a little bit younger, maybe have a little bit less capital, want to feel assured that the money that they do have is going towards brands that support causes they support versus i do think that there's this other perspective of almost wanting kind of a don't ask don't tell with brands where people want to be able to kind of guilt-free support brands without having to think a little bit deeper about where their money could be going and and what the the leanings of that company are
1: yeah and i think that you've obviously, like, you've got to play the long game and try to please your younger audiences and build those relationships. At the same time, there are very real business concerns right now, you know, let's recall very recent examples. Bud Light is still reeling revenues down in the U.S. supremely from their uh, support of the trans community. Target had major pushback from their Pride collection last year. Starbucks right now is really struggling with a lot of backlash over their, you know, statement around Israel and Palestine. So it's good business to speak to your customers and connect, but it's also really dangerous business if you don't do it right.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's almost hard to do it right because it's nearly impossible to create this perfectly neutral statement that encapsulates and satisfies everyone's point of view, especially when it comes to human rights issues.
1: I don't even know how you confront this if you're an executive?
2: Definitely. And I think another kind of facet to this story is that one area that a lot of consumers agree on overall is they do kind of want to see brands put money where their mouth is. So while, you know, making statements on social media or in press releases around certain causes or issues is one thing a lot of consumers are really wanting to see with brands, okay, you have this money, you have this power. What are you doing with it? Are you treating your employees fairly? Are you compensating people fairly? Are you giving back to the communities around you? And I think that based off of the research I've seen, a lot of consumers are almost more interested in companies' daily practices and what they're doing with their capital and how they're treating their employees than blanket statements made on social media.
1: Yeah, and I think this is... I guess one thing and this is something we see in morning consults data as well is this potential middle road that you can take because ultimately americans polled were saying that they do care a lot more about companies taking care of their employees than speaking up on divisive issues and so i think that you know there is a level where if you focus inward rather than outward there may be some level of higher success
2: there. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we're we're going to see this get increasingly more challenging heading into 2024, which I'm sure is going to be yet another intense general election year. There's a lot for companies to think about.
1: We're going to call it right there. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show today. We're a proud part of the Housebot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. If you want more tech business coverage in our newsletter, if you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. We'll see you tomorrow.